Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, the season is finally here. We do have a bit of news to talk about, uh, but that's not the important thing here. The important thing is that the season is finally here. We have predictions that we can finally make. Uh, we've been waiting. Uh, it sounds like an exaggeration, but we've literally been waiting six months to watch any more matches, make any more predictions. Um, so yeah, we are going to just mainly focus on that today after talking about some news. If you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. Uh, also, a quick shout-out. Uh, I forgot to tweet something about it. I had a pretty busy weekend, but 1,200 subscribers was passed uh, mm-hmm. over over the weekend. So that was a, another big milestone to pass as we head into the season. Looking forward to seeing how far we can get. Maybe uh, set a lofty goal of approaching 2K or something this year would be a big goal by the end of the season. But um, 1,200 was passed, so a big shout-out to all of you that subbed and helped us get there, especially because uh, the subscribers steadily were going up uh, throughout the off season, and we all know how painful the CDL off season is when it's this long. Um, but yeah, looking forward to matches this weekend. We'll talk a little bit more, but it's going to be a, a rough weekend. Uh, well, actually, maybe Brock will tell you a little bit more about his weekend coming up, but he might be able to watch matches uh, pretty easily. But I'm going to be on a trip as well. Both of us are going on trips, so it's going to be a tough weekend for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, we're very excited. The season is back. So Brock, how you doing today? Oh, you know. Monday, you know, doing good, you know, got out of work a little early today, you know, love that, you know, ready to do these predictions and, you know, the news that we have today. Yeah, we actually have some pretty, like, interesting news, like GA stuff and other things to talk about, like, it news-wise, this wasn't the worst week. Um, coaches moving spots, we had one of our own in Call of Duty winning a, a good award, um, some sad news with Challenger Opens and some casters being let go and stuff. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, you and I both, I'm going on a weekend trip this weekend, so um, it's going to be tough for me to have any time to watch it because I'll be busy the whole weekend. You're headed out to a cruise, so you're going to be gone for the yep. weekend in the week, so busy weekend for us. Uh, Indeed. And then you're on the cruise all of next week, <laughs> next so week. it'll be a little solo episode for me on Monday. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, we got a long weekend ahead of us, and including some some COD on. Let's start with news, though. Uh, snaking supposedly is getting a nerf in today's update and was also GA'd, uh, yep. as well as sound EQ and single tap. Uh, will they actually follow the sound EQ one? I don't know. Couldn't get them to do it last year. Thankfully, we actually have dead silence in this year. So if players are running that, they can at least counter that. Yeah. A little easier than last year, you know, last year, no dead silence. So it makes it hard for the pros, you know, sound EQ two cheese. Yeah. You couldn't trust people. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot trust people at all, especially, you know, for them for them points. Yeah. Uh, snaking is the big one for me, though. Like, Saudi Q shouldn't be as big a factor with Dead Silence being a thing. Uh, the single tap, who knows if people actually follow it. It's, like, not something you can exactly check easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the snaking one is big to me, as long as people can actually follow it. And, you know, the nerf. I, I saw the nerf. It didn't look too crazy. Uh, it seemed like a, a small difference. But yeah, like a, it look insane. Yeah. yeah, but I will say, I know like some people just like oh, well, snaking is part of the game, you know that movement. But I will say it is much more fun to watch as a mm-hmm. as a spectator when there's no snaking. Yeah, because it's just straight up gameplay where you don't have to watch somebody just snake ahead of you for forty seconds in search. Um, you actually have to like take chows and stuff. So the game is infinitely better without snaking. So I hope that people actually follow this GA and it, it stays in place because the game. 
every COD has always been better without snaking. It's more fun to watch and yep. to play, to be honest. It's just annoying to just get constantly snaked on a heady where you just the guy's unkillable. Yeah, it's just, you know, that is very frustrating indeed. Yeah, um, at least they're taking the steps in the right direction to nerf it as much as they can for now. Yeah, um, that is a good thing. Especially because, I, I don't know, I hope it's nerfed and GA'd both at the same time because like making it a little bit weaker like they did in today's update or supposedly did uh, is a good step in the right direction like you mentioned, but also just let's bring the integrity back to the CDL and just have people not snake. That works yeah. too. Told their word. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, moving on to... Let's let's talk about the two negative things involved in the CDL before we go to some some positive things and then get into our predictions. So um, it's looking increasingly likely, according to a report from Jacob Hale and others, that uh, challengers will only have three challenger opens max, so three lands max. And I thought I saw maybe only three stages of the elite, which they've had many more than that in the past. Yeah. Uh, there are also talks going on uh, with budget cuts, which is partially the reason that Bryce and Tun may have been let go from the the talent lineup this season, which is very sad because Bryce and Tun have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember them both coming around in jetpacks at least, if not earlier. And yep. they're very good casters, so it's sad to see them let go. It's probably a budget cut thing. They were kind of like the last casters brought on of the group. Obviously, um, Maven and Merc, Miles and Chance uh, have been around a little bit longer. And then even study in Lando before Lando had stepped away uh, were around longer. So they were kind of, you know, the newer ones. Um, mm-hmm. So they were maybe cut for that reason. But very sad because they absolutely, um, in terms of performance wise and their casting, did not deserve to be cut because they were very, very, very good. Yep. Every year they just got better and better. And, you know, every year I, got, I like them more and more. Yeah. And they just bring a. Just I don't know they they were just different too because they hadn't been around for so long like we for fans that have been watching COD for a while we knew them because they were always doing like big events they were always at champs like we knew the voices but for a lot of CDL fans they were new voices that they didn't know yep and they were fantastic so it's sad it sucks for them too because it's another two people that are in our scene that we care for that lose jobs and it's kind of a sucky way that it happened like a week before the season they're just told nope we you know we have to cut you because of budget cuts well now. Um, not only does it suck for them because they lose out on uh, a job they enjoyed, but they're also just out of job randomly out of nowhere. So it sucks for them. Yeah, definitely. But I'm sure they'll they'll find their feet somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah, hopefully another esport will take them in because uh, any esport would be very lucky. They're they're good at what they do, and I'm sure they could adapt to to another FPS or whatever esport they're interested in. Yeah, and they're definitely passionate. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then speak on the other thing, the challengers opens looking like three max, which so I'm assuming this doesn't include champs. Obviously, challenger champs would be different. So that means what at three of the four majors max, they'll have uh, challengers events. Maybe that's part of the budget cuts as well. That's how they convinced maybe a team or something to take an event was OK. If we don't have to pay for the challenger space, maybe we can save a little bit of money. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sad, though, because. What they've done to challengers since the inception of the CDL is just bash them and bash them and bash them and hurt them in so many ways and um sure in the short term that's fine because you still have your product your pro product but in the long term it's not fine because you need challengers to actually be a place where players can show their skill and make it from because 
without challengers, at some point, the players in the league are going to retire. And if you don't have any incentive for players to ever play challengers or want to play challengers, then the quality of product is going to keep going down because you might not get those top tier players if there's no good challengers ecosystem. So a little scary, but Mm -hmm. um, I saw somebody like one of the head guys over at Boston uh, talking about how maybe they'll just have to host two. And they've been very good to challengers, especially with their team. So hopefully they step up and do end up hosting an extra event or something. Yep, just had to see, you know, less and less each year. Yeah, just never giving them a a bone at all. It's just like the challengers is just getting beat up left and right where, you know, prior to this, I don't know a ton about other esports. Like neither of us are super, super into other esports. We maybe have like our finger on the pulse a little bit of other mm-hmm. ones. But from what I know, like, especially if you go back to like 10 years ago, like the amateur scene for call of duty has always been one of the healthiest yep. prior to the cdl like you always had open brackets where amateur teams could at least make it to pool play to play pros our champs uh was a scene where 16 amateur teams would get to play with the 16 pro teams and stuff so like call of duty pre-cdl had always had one of the richer scenes for amateurs to get a chance to showcase their skills against pros and um it was a lifeblood of call of duty and now they're they're trying to kill it mm-hmm just sad to see, you know, hopefully next couple of years they can, you know, revive the challenger scene and everything else. Yeah, so mm-hmm. sad to see, but um, I'm hoping Boston does step up, although that would be very costly, and I know they would lose a lot of money on that, but... Yeah. Um. Alright, some interesting like, pop culture news that's kind of associated with COD. Uh, Hitch launched his own trading cards, known as Unlock All. I don't know a ton about them. Like I did, I saw something about this, but didn't really like read the story or see much about it. I know it's like optic associated trading cards, I believe, for the uh, most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty positive. Yeah, with like current optic creators and like pros and former pros and stuff. So interesting. We've seen something like that. I know, like in the um, like creator influencer community, there was like a, a product that was released called True Creator by like a lot of NBA 2K YouTubers and guys like that. They released a a product that had like sports influencers and YouTubers um, Mm -hmm. kind of in cards. And now, you know, seeing uh, we saw recently the the Call of Duty upper deck cards get released uh, and just overall more esports cards getting released. I think there's a huge market there because there's a huge market in sports cards and I'm somewhat involved with that. I've at different times randomly here and there in my life, I've like traded and sold and done other stuff with cards like that and memorabilia. So there definitely is a market for it. It's just trying to find the footing because obviously sports cards have been around for hundreds of years, a hundred years plus in the United States at least, and have been popular. Um, so there's definitely a market there. I'm just interested to see if this one sticks because I don't know too much about it, but things that optic do tend to stick. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with this from what it looks like, you know, really cool. Hopefully, you know, like you said, it sticks. Yeah, it sounds like it's sold out in like a matter of hours, which isn't surprising because it's a it's an optic product. They tend to do that, yeah. um, especially when their creators and COD players are involved. Mm-hmm. Usually any optic thing, they sell out instantly. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. Yep. Uh, all right. A couple CDL topics to touch on before we move on to our pick em. Uh Former Seattle Surge coach Sam Phoenix has joined Vegas Legion for the upcoming season, I believe, alongside Theory. Uh, and from what we've known, it seems like players enjoy him and his teams have been okay at times. Um, and people seem to respect him in general in the coaching scene. So uh, theory is obviously a mind that people respect being a pro for a long time. So 
a little tandem there for coaching. Interesting to see that Vegas investing a little bit into their team. Usually they do the bare minimum. Now they technically have two coaches. So, hey, they're they're investing more than they normally do. Yep. We'll see how Vegas does this upcoming season, you know? Yeah, well, more I coaches, think... You know, more coaches, mo- more coaches, more uh, eyes to look at for the players, you know, fix their problems if they have problems. Yeah, and uh, I think we mentioned it, and maybe we'll talk about it as we go along with our predictions, but um, uh, you and I talked about it, like, not on the podcast, but uh, I believe they start with three matches. I think they play, like, Rocker. I think you said Carolina. One other team, like, matches that are winnable, like, will Vegas for sure win them? Absolutely not, but, like, do they have a good chance or at least a a decent chance 50-50, especially early on? Sure. But then I believe they finish with our projected top four. I think their final four matches in no particular order are against Toronto, Phase, Optic, and NYSL. I yeah. could be wrong on that, but I believe I saw it. That is brutal. You know, you start out, they could start out two and one, three and zero. Oh, like, hey, we're feeling good. Then they play the top four. Yeah. So their best bet is, you know, gonna want to start hot. Most likely, three but and oh. <laughs> could be a big momentum start for them. Also, if they end up like, let's say you do start three and zero, oh, and you're able to even take one off of one of the top four teams, you have a four and three split. Or let's say you are able to split with the top four teams somehow, and you go two and two in those matches. You know, it could be a really big momentum builder for them early on in the season. That. That drives and changes their season. Yeah, it could literally change their season. Okay. Because yeah. it could change your outlook on what you're thinking of your own season could be if you have success against the top four teams early. And if there's ever a time for more random teams that you aren't expecting to be really good to win matches against the teams that you expect to be really good, it's always early on when maybe, like people have been talking about Ravens, they're not expected to be like a top team, but they've maybe learned the game a little faster than a lot, so they might come out to a hot start. You see that almost every year. There's at least one or two teams that you didn't expect to be very good that come out to way hotter starts. Yep. Uh, and they maybe, you know, kind of fall off mid-season, but that hot start is what allows them to at least have a chance to qualify for champs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then some other good news. Hydra named the 2023 Esports Controller Player of the Year at the Esports Awards. Very well deserved. He had an absolute monster season last year, mm-hmm. taking home two events and champs as well as the regular season MVP. So shout out to Hydra. Um another one of our own named esports controller player of the year. Yep. Disgusting, you know. Very deserving. Very interested to see if he can repeat it uh repeat it this year. They've got a interesting weekend of matches, which is a good transition for us because New York does play on day one and it's a good match. Probably mm-hmm. the premier match of the day, you would say, versus Optic Texas. Uh, let's get into our predictions. So, for All those right. of you that have never watched our predictions, you know, we kind of changed it up here and there. Um, but what we will say is we're going to do something similar to last year. So, if any of you have ever been in like pick 'em leagues for the NFL, uh, where you do confidence points, essentially it's you. If you put more points on it, you're very confident in your pick. If you put less, you're not as confident. Uh, and then you either are awarded those points uh, when you get it right or you lose those points when you get it wrong. So it puts some stakes into it rather than just picking wrong or right. Because uh, let's say Brock has a perfect record this week and gets how many matches are there? 11. Um, Brock gets all 11 matches right and I get all 11 wrong. Or let's say I get like four right only. Um, but Brock only puts one confidence point in everyone. He'll have 11. If I put two in each one, I'd actually, you know, have a chance to have a little bit more. It's it's a way to catch up. Like if Brock has a really bad week and he's way ahead and I have a really good week and put a lot of points and everything, I can catch up. So just a way to keep things more competitive as we go along. So with our picks, 
we're going to pick the match winner, the map score, and then either you can put one point on your pick or two points. And then each week we each get one pick to put four points on. So the one that we're feeling the most confident in. And usually uh, the person who's losing in the standings at the time gets first dibs on their four point pick. But since we're obviously tied right now and haven't made any picks, uh, we will just both be able to pick any match, even if it's the same match for just this week alone until we have uh, a leader next week. So sounds a little confusing, but overall it's pretty easy. You just pick your team. Um and either choose if you want to bet one or two points on it. And then you also get one point if you get the correct map count right for the team. So like if this first match Atlanta versus Boston, if I pick 3-0 Atlanta and they 3-0, I get whatever points I put on it, one or two, as well as the one point for getting the map count correct. So let's jump into it. Pretty good first day of matches, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I feel like we get a lot of measuring stick matches, so we kick it off with Atlanta versus Boston. I feel like this is a good measuring stick match because uh, Atlanta, you obviously figure going to be our top team, if not, you know, one of our top two or three, especially even out the gate, you still expect that. And then Boston, it's nice because they're the team that a lot of people think is like the fifth best team just outside that top four. So it's a good measuring stick game. Are they able to keep it competitive? Are they truly just outside the top or are they actually better than we thought? And they might be able to take them out or are they going to look a lot worse and not be able to keep it close? Um, very interested to see also a slasher revenge game. Yep, that is true. Ooh. Yeah, very excited. So how do you want to kick it off this year? You want to go you want to go first? You want me to go first for the, the first match here? I will go first for this Atlanta versus Boston match. And I believe last year Atlanta lost the first game from my memory. So you might be right. I'm gonna pick a 3-1 Boston here. Slasher Revenge Tour. Interesting. And you know, I'll put I'll put uh two points on it too. You're gonna go full confidence. Yep. Um interesting. Boston 3-1. You know, if there's ever a time to pick wild matchups, uh it's now because who knows? Maybe Boston's actually a better team than FaZe. Early moment, on. You yeah. never know. I, I highly doubt, you know, by the end of major one, we're gonna be saying Boston's a better team than FaZe. But mm-hmm. weird things could happen this first week because we haven't seen teams. They might throw wrinkles at teams that they aren't expecting. They don't know each other as well. The game just isn't known as well by each team. So there's a little bit more randomness in it, it feels like, because, you know, setups aren't fully ironed out and all that. Yep. However, with that said, I'm going to go the exact opposite of you. I'm going to go Atlanta 3 1. Very, uh, you know, understandable. <laughs> and I, I'm going to put two points on that as well, just going full confidence. Try to counter you there, see if I can get a, a big lead on you right away. It's just hard. I'll say it every year and every time until we see differently. The trio of phase, Simp, Abizi, Selium. Basically, you know, analytics people, uh, this is the most basic you can get with your stats and numbers, but Atlanta phase has finished number one in the regular season standings every single year of this CDL, four years running. So in general, what that means is to dumb it down as dumb as you can make it. Um, if you pick them, you're probably going to be right a lot. Yep. So I tend to almost pick Atlanta in every match unless it's just one I really have a feeling about and want to try to get right. Because obviously Atlanta does. They lose the matches here and there. They don't win every single match. But in general, if you pick them, they have the highest winning percentage in you know the CDL over the course of the regular season. So you're probably going to be right a lot. And I just think that they're going to come out fast and we've heard they look good in scrims and Boston isn't the team I want to take a gamble on beating them. If uh, they were playing maybe Toronto uh, 
or New yeah. York, I'd take a gamble, but I'm going to go Atlanta here 3-1 with two points on it. Yep, I'm going all swinging. And we get to see uh, Snoopy. Yeah, the rookie. <laughs> yeah, you get to see that young sub duo, get to see what they do. I'll be interested to watch it. It definitely is a good match, and I don't, I don't think a Boston pick is crazy either. I definitely think Boston could win it. Yep. This, this week one, anybody could win it, because who knows? Like You look at a match like LAG plays two perceived top four teams. I do think that LAG is going to get smoked, and they are going to be a bottom team, but you never know. Sometimes like with more toss-up matches like uh, Carolina versus Miami, a lot of people are really high in Carolina, not as high on Miami right now. You never know what we perceive as Carolina being a lot better just might not be true at all. And we might see these matches and realize Miami's way better. And we're going to look like idiots and think back in three weeks. Like, how are we picking that team? They're so bad. Mm. But on paper, you know, it's tougher to tell. Yep, definitely. More randomness and all this stuff, like you said. Yeah. Then you get to the second match. So this is why I said it's a good measuring stick day. Now it's two teams that a lot of us perceive to be towards the top of our middle group. A lot of people think they could fight for that fifth spot, that sixth spot, and you know, like be the teams right outside that that top four juggernauts we see. That's LAT yep. versus Seattle. That is a very, very good second match. I feel like both of us have them like right next to each other in the standings too, kind of uh-huh. upper middle pack. And Man. it's a tough one to go with. I feel like something. I keep wanting to say that I want to pick Seattle when I was looking at this match, but something in me is like, it's like devil and angel on my shoulder right now. Like something in me just keeps telling me to pick LAT. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. because I have already been on record saying, I think Seattle's going to have a really good year. So I'm going to go Seattle, but I really do not feel good about it. For whatever reason, I really think LAT might come out and win this. I'm going to say it's a Seattle three, two. Okay. I'm only going to put one point on it, but I just had this weird feeling that like, I think either Seattle's going to win it close or LAT might just like 3-0 them. I don't know why, and that makes no sense, but I, I feel like if LAT wins, it just for whatever reason, it's going to be a blowout. This is a, man, a good, good match. But I like both these teams, all the players. Yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. I mean, I, this is a matchup of two teams I like, and I don't know how to measure them yet, so I need to see a match, but obviously that's not going to happen. I'm going with my boy that I stuck through last year from LAG, Joe DeCease, now on LAT. <laughs> Three two, and I'll put one point. <laughs> it's a it's a valid pick. This is this is as this is as toss up as it gets to me. Yeah, for week one, it's just like two teams that um maybe some people out there maybe you're listening to us right now and being like really you you think that this is that close? Maybe you think LAT is a top five team and you think Seattle is more towards the bottom of the league, and that's fair. But for both Brock and I, I know we both view these teams as very close to each other in our minds right now. So for us, at least, is this toss-up as it gets because we don't know how to rank them. I think we're probably juggling between five and six or six and seven for these two teams. Yeah. So it makes it tough. I think we're getting this year. We're getting Kovar Cami finally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said I refuse to say that anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, moving on to our final match, though. Another great game in terms of we talked about the measuring stick match. games. We get to see two of our our pre- uh, or our previewed top four teams. Most people are thinking Optic versus NYSL are, you know, two of our top four teams wherever you slot them in. Mm-hmm. You know, I honestly haven't heard that much about how NYSL has been playing in scrims. I have not but, either. But we've heard a lot of the negatives about um, about Optic. People have been really talking negative about them. I, I'm wondering if, is that going to influence your pick here, you think? Do you think uh, the talks of Optic not looking as well are going to influence your pick into taking New York? 
Or are you mm. taking Optic? Or do you just think, screw the talks about the scrims, New York's just the better team? I am going to you know, not worry too much about, about the stream results, as much as other people are. So, you know, I'm going to take Optic Texas 3-1, and I'll put two points on it. Feeling confident on it, okay. I think the boys will lock in. You know, they got, they got my good old buddy Kenny, good good friend. Yeah, love, love that player. He's, I don't know. He just brings like a different. I don't know what to call like what to call it. A different energy. I should mm-hmm. say. This is this is an interesting one too because we've always talked about this in the past since even before we were making a podcast and we were just like watching COD and talking about it. Optic teams historically have always started very fast. Scump teams in general. I saw, I forget if it was from Jacob Hale or CDL Intel, or it might have been from like Brian Stats or like one of those guys. But I saw a thing about like most opening tournament wins, like major tournament wins in COD history, and Scump was leader with five. And when I saw that, I was like, I'm not shocked because it always seemed like Optic and specifically Scump's teams on Optic started so fast. They always started the year as like one of the best teams. No matter where they finished the year, they were always super good right away. Mm hmm. So I'm interested to see if that trend continues without Scump. He seemed to be a player that learned the game really fast, and his natural talent was always just so high that as as it was all really reliant on talent early, his talent level was really high, and he just played very well to start the year. I'm interested to see if that carries over and Optic continues to be a fast-starting team. I will say, though, I was essentially letting you pick first in this one because I was going to go opposite of whatever you said. Because yep. I think it's such a toss-up, and I like Optic. Their scrim results do scare me for early on. Uh, like I said, long-term, they don't scare me at all. I think they'll figure it out. But short-term, maybe if they don't look that good right now, it scares me a little bit. Uh, and NYSL are the defending champs. I'm going to take NYSL 3-1, and I'm only going to put one point on it because I don't feel confident in that. But mm-hmm. Optic's short-term view with how they've looked scares me a little bit. Um, still not scared for the long term, but the short term scares me. So I'm, I'm gonna go to New York and play it safe. Yep. All right. Don't uh, bet against the champs. Which I'm no, and <laughs> New York is learning a new player as well, though. It's it's hard to remember that because they're the defending champs. You just think they're running it back, but they are learning to play with a new player as well. Yep. So they might have some difficulties in the first couple matches. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get to day two. Uh, a lot more of our the middle of the pack teams trying to sort it out here and. Our first match, we get Carolina versus Miami, the Heretics debut. And, you know, technically two debuts. I mean, Royal Ravens aren't new, but Carolina, Royal Ravens, first match from Carolina and the first match of Heretics. Mm-hmm. I lean towards Carolina in this one just because of, you know, they're kind of like the darling so far of the scrim time of year. Yeah. And I'm going to lean them 3-2 and only put one point on it. But I do think that, like, I think a lot of people are going to be on here or on Carolina in this one because they have, like I said, been the scrim darling. People have been talking so much uh, about just how much they like this team, how good they look. And, you know, we haven't heard too much from Miami. They've already made a roster change in the preseason. So it seems like kind of a mess. But I will say I don't feel good about this pick, which is why I only put one point on it. I think there's big time upset potential for heretics in this one. Mm-hmm. There may be upset potential, but. I am going Carolina as well. Three, two. You're going the same as me. One point or two? I'll do one point because, like you said, the unknown of Heretics just scared me. They could come out 3-0. Like, like it's nothing against Carolina. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like a week in general to just put low confidence points on things because, like we said, 
we don't know what's going to go on with these teams. Like Carolina looks super good in scrims, apparently, and like people really like them and like that roster. Who knows? Maybe they're going to go zero and two this weekend. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it because they're playing Miami and Vegas. Seems like ma- two matches that are winnable, and they should at least be able to split that. But you just never know early on. Scrim results can only tell you so much. The real matches are where things happen. Yeah. Um, moving on to Las Vegas versus Minnesota. Interesting matchup here because Minnesota obviously is like the Seattle surge, the diet version, like we talked about. Yep. Um, and Vegas, you know, has high hopes for their roster in terms of normal hopes for the Legion. I feel like this is some of the higher hopes that people have had for one of their rosters to start a season in quite some time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious. I, I'll let you go first in this one. I'm curious where you're going to go with it because it, it is a tough one to predict for me. Yeah, these two are pretty pretty close so i will do a three two leaning leaning the vegas legions way and i'll put two points on it as well just saying okay. you know attaching the boys you know they get it done first match actually i mean i don't mind that at all once again tough match to predict here i actually wanted to go minnesota i don't know i i really think that lynn's uh, and Vivid and Awakening are gonna early in the year be a really, really formidable slaying duo, and I think Lamar is gonna be directing the troops. I think early on, I think this team has potential to start hot and respawn. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier, there's some like random teams that start really hot and are beating teams that you don't believe are um, at their level. Like you think those teams are better than them, but they just beat them. I think Minnesota has potential to be one of those teams because I think they have shooters. I think Vivid Lins Awakening could really get it going, and you know make this team a really good hard point team off the rip and that's going to lead them to win some series i'm going to go minnesota in a 3-1 fashion mostly because i don't like them in a game five i think vegas would take them out so i'm gonna go 3-1 minnesota i'm gonna put 200 as well i'm gonna try to gain some points on you here but i don't know i just like this minnesota team to be one of those teams that could come out hot to start the season yep sounds good i like it all right brock next match is uh your team (laughs) Your boys, yes. not really your boys anymore because they're missing, you know, RCDs, but you do, the boy. <laughs> uh, you do own an LAG jersey. I do. They were wearing around champs last year and it feels like everybody was double taking when they saw you in it because they were like, LAG hasn't been in relevant for champs since major two. Mm-hmm. I only saw one other person with the LAG jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> so funny stuff there, but I mean, we'll have to figure out who's going to be your new gimmick team this year that you just ride or die with. Will it still be LAG? We don't know. I feel like we'll figure that out as we see matches. I think I think I'll have to figure out like after week one. While I'm watching yeah. when you're gonna figure out what teams really suck and which team you got to ride with. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That way you can say you've been with them the whole time. Yep. I can you know see their their come up. <laughs> I mean, this match though feels like the prime candidate for putting your four point play on. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm trying to look at like. Day one, it's tough. I th- actually thought about maybe Atlanta just because they're Atlanta, you know. And then the day t- or day three matches, I I mean, I see one that feels like it could be. It's spoiler alert. It's the LAG match again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going three zero Toronto with uh, two points on or four points on this one over LAG. I actually don't know if it'll be a three zero. It's you just never know. These early ones, you know, matches could be closer than you think. We also don't know how control plays, how 50-50 it could be this year and stuff. So I'm going to go 3-0 Toronto because I also mm-hmm. haven't picked a 3-0 and I'm putting my, my four-point play on this one. 
He read my mind. <sighs> Literally. Perfect candidate for the four points. You know, Toronto finished second last year. You know, just got a upgraded dirty work player and you can slay. So four points it is. Yeah, I mean, we're we're looking at this team as the the like you said, the runner ups and we feel like they upgrade their roster playing against what the consensus, what people would say is probably our 12th team. So yep. obvious candidate for your four points. Now, I can't wait till LAG three owes them or something and we're wrong. But Either way, I wouldn't. I still would feel good about this pick, even if LAG wins, because it, it seems like the most obvious pick to to really go all in on. It seems too obvious for it to be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. All right, then the final match of Saturday is another. Like I'm pretty good. There are certain matches. Like the rest of this day, I'm not. I, I guess I am intrigued. The, the first week, you're intrigued by almost every match, just because you want to see all the teams. Mm-hmm. But this. This last match on Saturday, Seattle versus Boston. Seattle has a really like fun week. They get to play LAT in Boston, which to me, those three teams, just based on where we predicted, to me, those are teams five, six, and seven. Yep. And Seattle gets to play the other two in that grouping that are like to me the next three after the top four. So if Seattle could come out of this week two and zero, you'd feel very good about their prospects to be like the fifth team. Yeah. Um, however, I'm gonna say they're not gonna do that because. I felt already already really weird picking them against um picking them against LAT. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go Boston. I think this is another close match though. I'm gonna say it's a three two. I'm only gonna put uh one point on it because it still really scares me. And I like I said, I have a lot of faith in Seattle, but um just because I think Seattle overall at the end of the year is gonna finish ahead of Boston doesn't mean I think they're gonna um beat them early on. Might take a little bit of a learning curve. Uh Mm-hmm. Although it feels really weird to do that because I do have such faith in this Seattle team. But I'm going to go Boston 3-2 and put one point on it. Man, that's a good matchup. Dang. <laughs> it is really good. I will take 3-2 Seattle and put two points on it. I think, you know, RCD, Abuza and the boys, who can Illy, you know, S&D, you know, stars potentially. Or so called, you know, get it done. But it's going to be close because these two teams are, like you said, really close together from what on paper it looks yeah, like. Yeah, on, on paper, these teams feel very close. And you do make a good point, though. Like when it comes down to search, I do, I would agree with you. I know I picked Boston 3 2, but you're making me question myself even more than I already was. I'm going to stick with it. I already said it, but you do make a good point. If you were on paper to say these two teams go head to head, who do you like in search? Uh, I definitely like Seattle more in search. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Hook in search. I like Ilya in search. Uh, and I think, I mean, we don't know too much about Abuza, but our season in the past has been a pretty good search and destroy player from time to time. Uh, I think this team has the better search team in general, but slasher teams tend to be pretty good at search and destroy as well. Yeah, they tend to be really good at, you know, first bloods. And in general, like when you and I are picking the game five and we're like, we're going to go with this team because they're a better search team. Sure, that does work a lot of times, but just because somebody is the better search team doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win a map five every time, obviously. Yeah, but I went with Boston three two. I, I feel this is of all the matches we picked so far. This is maybe the shakiest I feel on one of them picking it. All I know is play. It's gonna play out hopefully like a like it is three two. You know, close. Hopefully round eleven. Yeah, can't can't wait. I'm hoping to see some three twos this weekend. Mm-hmm. Better than three O's. See who clutches up. Which is the, yeah. One v three, one v twos, one v fourth potentially in search. <laughs> Oh, I hope we see a one v four weekend one. That'll be that'll be good. <laughs> uh, all right, Sunday, 
Vegas versus Carolina, usually what, I mean, London versus Legion used to be like the toilet bowl, but this year we're intrigued by both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas versus Carolina, where where do you lead on this one? Because this is the community's darling in Carolina. People think they're going to be a pretty good team right now. And then Vegas, which on paper we think, you know, in comparison to what we normally think of Vegas right away in the year, you know, Standy, Nero, Attach, Purge, like they have a young gun that we like, a veteran that we like, and a SMG duo that we think is formidable. Like where where do we go with this one? Are you... I think Vegas is able to take them out. Or you think Carolina, according to your other prediction, finishes the week two and zero? I think Vegas pulls this one out in a game five. Really close match, though. I'll put okay. one point on it because you know, honestly, it could it could go both ways. Yeah, this is and tough for me. What are you going to say? I said, and it's a, you know, attached versus Clayster, old teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the vets going at it. Yep. This one is tough for me because I did pick Vegas to lose their earlier match uh, against Minnesota in a 3-1 fashion. I picked Carolina to win their other one. So by picking Carolina to win this, I would say they're 2-0 and at the end of the weekend, which I think is very... I mean, Carolina plays Miami and Vegas. That is, It's very doable and very realistic that they could be 2-0 mm-hmm. at the end of the weekend. But also, Vegas has a very real chance to be 2-0 as well. They play Minnesota and Carolina. Those are like two beatable teams, you would think. Uh, unless one of them really shocks us and is super, super good early on. Uh, and we also know with their upcoming schedule, as we mentioned earlier, Vegas really needs, uh, they really need to get these wins on the board before they have their brutal stretch in the final four of this of this split. So yep. I think Vegas is going to get it done. I think maybe Carolina is unable to do so and unable to get to two in a week. Uh, I say Vegas gets it done 3-1, though. I'm going to go a little different. Than you. I think... I think Vegas is going to drop the control. I'm going to put just one point on it, but I think Vegas drops the control, wins two hard points in a search. I like it. All right. Then we get another just wonderful matchup. uh, The second matchup of the day, NYSL versus LAG. First. A little bit of a rough one. Probably the other uh, potential choice for your four points to go on because Mm -hmm. LAG is a team that we view as probably a bottom one or two team and NYSL is a team that we view as, you know, probably a top four team for sure. Yeah. I hope LAG, you know, shocks us, but you know, I think we're both, you know, we both know what's going to happen here. In our picks. Yeah. I actually, am going to go three, one though. I'm going to go say NYSL gets a three, one and I'm going to put two points on it just because I feel like LAG, hopefully I hope for their sake, they don't go. Oh, and six map count, but yeah. with the two teams they're playing, it's possible. I'm going to say that LAG sneaks out, um, either map one or two. I think they're going to either come out and win the opening hard point somehow or win the search and then they'll lose 3-1. But I think they're going to win one of the first two maps. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. I'm just going to go 3-0 and put two points on it. Even if L- even if you and LG are playing you know, pretty good, I think just the firepower from NYSL, even if they don't play the most correct and stuff, you know, I'll gun them, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's probably the, the safest and most fair pick there. Clearly yeah. the better team on paper, and I would be shocked if LAG wins it. I just gave them a map because I was like, I kind of felt bad making them 0-6 in the first weekend. But it's a possibility yeah. for sure. Yeah, it would be tough if they went 0-6, you know? Yeah. That's how life is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I would say this this final day has the biggest discrepancy in where we believe teams stand. Mm-hmm. You know, on average, like the first day, Atlanta versus Boston, you know, is maybe a, a top four team versus team just outside. LAT versus Seattle, we kind of think they're in the same general area. And then NYSL and Optic, we think are in the same general area. That day two, same thing. Carolina, Miami, maybe same area. Vegas and Minnesota, 
Seattle and Boston, same area. Obviously, that third match a little different with Toronto LAG. But today, Vegas and Carolina may be in the same area. Big difference between NYSL and LAG. Probably a big difference between Atlanta and LAT and probably a difference between Texas and Minnesota. So maybe the least interesting day of matches. But we say that now and it could be completely opposite because like yeah. we said a bunch of times, it's week one. Maybe these are actually the best, most close matchups. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Where are you leaning for LAT versus uh, Faisal? You think Faze is going to finish the week 0-2? Because uh, if you pick LAT, you're saying Faze starts 0-2. I do not. I mean, this is tough. But I'm going to go with Atlanta 3-1 and 1 point. I do think LAT is going to win the opening hard point. And then the LAT is going to rattle off 3 straight after that. Okay. I like it. I think the same thing. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I think LAT is going to win the opening hard point and Atlanta is going to wrap it up three straight. And I think Atlanta is going to, I don't know why, I don't know like anything about control in this game besides people who have said it plays horrible. I think Atlanta is going to smoke them in the control uh, to go up 2-1 and then they're just going to take that momentum and beat them like a 250 to like 130. Kind yeah. of a blowout in the fourth hard point. I think it's going to be like a LAT wins a close map one. The search is really close, but goes like 10 or 11 rounds and goes Atlanta's way. And then LAT kind of regrets not being able to close out and go up 2-0, get smoked in the control, um, and then smoked in the final hard point, loses 3-1. I'm going to put two points on Atlanta doing that, but I think LAT has a chance to pull off an upset because, you know, it's always early on in the year uh, where you can, you know, catch these top teams or suppose top teams off guard. And I think LAT has a chance because I still do like this LAT squad. I, th- I think they're a pretty good team. Yep. Um, even though I have them going 0-2 on the week, I still think that they're a pretty good team. They just they just got a tough draw. I think Seattle's a good team, and obviously FaZe is always a good team. Yep. You know, pretty good team. You just, you know, I just don't think, you know, they'll be the number one consensus team every year. Atlanta. <laughs> no. Um, then our final match, Brock, is Optic rounding out the day on Sunday against Rocker. Interesting trap match for Optic, because like I said, I believe that Minnesota is a team that could come out very fast on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and could give teams problems, and it's no different with Optic, especially because we've heard Optic maybe hasn't looked the best, so they could give them a lot of problems. However, I think Optic closes this one out. Uh, I think they're going to do it in a 3-2 fashion, though. I'm going to put two points in this one as well. I think Optic closes this one out. I I don't see Optic going 0-2, although NYSL and Minnesota are both teams that I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if they lost to. So I'm going Optic 3-2 and putting two points on it, but it certainly is an interesting match to watch because... Like it's been well noted, optics struggling in scrims, and I, I like I said, I think personally, based on just like no knowledge other than looking at the roster and just feeling something about this team, I think Minnesota might be a, a hot respawn team to start the year, and that could give optic troubles. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, accuracy is back with Minnesota. Last time that happened, it wasn't at the the lineup for accuracy. <laughs> it, it was in uh, on Moscow for for optic. I forgot yep. about that. Oh, the only one standing, you know, left from that team is Dashy. You know, might be a little shaken to start, but you know. Oh, your optic fans aren't gonna like that one. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm picking optics to still win. You know, they just have the superior firepower, I believe. I'm gonna go with a three-one, and you know, Minnesota can have that control. You know, controls iffy, like always, usually. <laughs> yeah, especially early in the year, it's usually such a weird game mode. And I will put, I'll put two points on it. All right, so that pretty much wraps for picks. Kind of going over it, though, to be honest with you, for a week one, I like where we're at because we actually had a decent amount of picks go the other way. 
mm-hmm. for like we had different map counts for a lot of them. You know, we even had a lot. Of, I mean, on day one, we disagreed on every match. Yep. On day two, we split them. We had two matches we disagreed on and two that we picked the same teams. Um, and then on the final day, we each picked we picked the same team for each one. But like I said, it would seem to be the most lopsided matchups overall. But that's not common because a lot of times it's, it's tough to pick week one. It's usually just a lot of like, this team looks better on paper. I'll take them to be safe. And then we'll figure out where they are after that. But hey, you know what? You know, we, we picked somewhat similar. Uh, oh, yeah. But overall, for a week one, there are enough different picks. Although I guess sometimes towards the end of the year, it gets very similar too because you got teams that like a really good team playing a really bad team. And it's like, well, well I'm not picking the terrible team. Unless it was you last year, just picking LAG every week. Yeah. LA, every week I'd pick LAG, they'd lose. But then I wouldn't pick them, they'd win. I think we, I remember doing the math and it was like something like I ended up winning the overall predictions in the year. But like, I don't know if it would have fully changed it, but you would have been like right there, really close, if not winning, if you would have just like changed every LAG pick you had and flipped it the opposite way. Because yeah. you lost like, all your points lost were like damn near off LAG. You lost so many points off picking them. Yeah, I just thought, you know, after a certain time, they would get better, you know, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> and then at that point, you were just too invested and too deep in the joke that you were just picking them every time. Yep. I thought RCD and the boys would, you know, pull through for me, but, you know, they never did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. And I, I don't know if LAG's ever going to pull through for you this year either. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would make the league more fun if the perceived you know worst team ended up actually being okay. Makes the league a little more interesting. Yeah, definitely does. All right, you got anything else before we wrap this one up? Um, no, just excited you know get these matches finally started after what you said what, like six months of off season. Six, yeah, it was June was champs. I mean, I think it's maybe a little bit shorter than that because champs is the middle of the month, but, but you know, you know, June to December, regardless of what days it is, basically six months. Mm-hmm. Excited to get back in action, watch the matches and see how the players do. I'm just excited to have just the more natural content ready for us because it is a desert out there. Um, you know, the first like month of the off season isn't too bad because you have roster rumors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like the final month leading up to the season isn't too bad. Cause usually the game's out. And you have like scrims and random news and stuff to talk about. But that in between period from like August to October, even like even most of July, let's be honest, most of July through like October into like when the game came out is just brutally like there's no news going on. Nobody's playing Call of Duty in general. It's just it is a a brutal time, especially (laughs) for the competitive scene. So we're we're very excited, I know, just to have the ease of like, hey, there's matches on. Let's talk about some matches. You know, we'll make obviously other little content pieces here and there for the podcast. But in general, the meat of the podcast is always going to be talking matches, talking predictions, talking about the happenings in the CDL. And it's a little bit easier to talk about the happenings in the CDL when the season is active and not in the middle of month four of the off season. Yep, really is. <laughs> so excited for that. Uh, but I'm ready to uh, to wrap this one up and get you guys out of here and hear your predictions. Yep. Um, I'm ready. If you guys you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. We once again appreciate you for helping us hit 1,200 subs. Pretty great milestone. Looking forward to continuing to see that number go up and up as the season uh, goes on here, and you guys continue to join us. We appreciate you. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five star review, drop your predictions down below. I want to see them because if there's any week where we're going to be way different. It might be this week. You know, with 
you may have a strong opinion about one team that we don't have faith in and we got to find out who's right. So drop your predictions down below. I would love to see them uh, and love to see how you guys do because uh, last year, Brock and I were close. I think I maybe ended up winning like four of the five majors or at least three for sure because I know I had the majority, but then I had that one major where like I damn near went perfect. So I'm curious to see if Brock can get his get his revenge this year and overtake me. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Excited to watch matches. I hope you guys enjoy watching them. Uh, and who knows? We might be watching them on YouTube, Twitch, or both. They still haven't technically officially said. Uh, so that's going to do it for this one. And we will see you guys next week with some reactions to the matches.